Hello, this is Genoa. This is Yuzu. And this is... In Flight Entertainment. Yes, and this is the Throwback Thursday episode, the last episode of Halloween, and we're going to give you guys something, you know, a little light, a little comedic, and very retro. Yes, and keeping with our theme of Los Angeles vampires, we're going to the cult classic Once Bitten. I think this is our only lighthearted horror movie, uh, <laughs> Halloween-themed movie for the month also. Yes, agreed. Yeah, this is definitely a change-up. <laughs> yes, Once Bitten. Who remembered this movie, guys? I mean, you know, it's... It's definitely in obscurity, even though we have one of the biggest actor comedians, you know, in our lifetime in it. Uh, but it is it is it's a cult classic now. Um, I mean, I think when it came out, it did very, very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but once people started renting VHS and DVDs, it was bundled with a bunch of different movies. Um, and so it started to get a cult, cult following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Jim Carrey's first movie. Yeah, very first movie. Yeah, this is this predates In Living Color. This is before he... You know, got on Live Color. This is before his Ace Ventura's. Like, this is his very first, his very first joint. <laughs> yeah. And so, before we, well, one more fun fact mm-hmm. they were going to cast Michael J. Fox in that role, but they didn't think he had the star power to really headline a movie because it was before Back to the Future came out. Mm. And they were casting this. And then they cast Jim Carrey. And right in the middle of them filming, Michael J. Fox came out in a little classic Back to the Future movie. <laughs> and I'm sure they were kicking themselves. Yeah, pretty much. When this came out in 85, what was happening when they were kicking themselves for not casting Michael J. Fox? Mm. <laughs> well, when it wasn't kicking themselves, they were probably in the trailers watching TV uh, to kind of break their uh, <laughs> depression. Uh, so from five to one in 85, cheers, number five, uh, 60 Minutes. Number four, Murder, She Wrote. Three, and we talked about Michael J. Fox. He was holding it down with family ties at number two. So he was double trouble on TV and on the big screen. Uh, And of course, the Huxtables was dominating number one comedy show. Now, the number one song of 85 was actually a theme from a television show. Do you know what that would be? Um. Uh, was it the Facts of Life song? I can't think of <laughs> Facts of Life. <laughs> oh, they had an actual song? Like, no radio to Facts of Life? Oh, okay. Well, no, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, 85, a song from a TV show? It's not a song. It's a theme. It's just a theme. It's not a song. It's not a theme song. It's just like a theme. Theme? Was the number one song in 85? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Okay. All right. Just imagine uh, loafers, no socks, 
cars, pelicans. I have no idea what you're talking about. Miami Vice! <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because remember they used to wear like those shoes, they didn't have socks. Um, yeah, no. but of everything that you picked from that move, from that TV show to reference, <laughs> that is the smallest detail of their outfit. Like, maybe it's uh, the jackets with wearing it with t-shirts and the sleeves pushed up. See, that would have been a dead giveaway. See, I was trying to like make you work for it. Head <laughs> uh, alligator. I said pelicans. Like, that's a day in Miami. Uh, pelicans. That could be anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, flamingos. I'm going to say flamingos. Flamingos. That's a little, yeah, yeah. a little different. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so wow, the Miami Vice team was so awesome, it dominated the radio waves. Wow. And it wasn't even one of the top TV shows that we you just listed. Nope. But people love the music. <laughs> they didn't like Sonia Crockett, but they loved the music. That's crazy. Mm. I have gone back and watched the original Miami Vice. Man, it is bad. <laughs> And so many people it was like Miami Vice was like the pre-law and order because like you always see like a star like wait a minute he was on Miami Vice. I'm I'm pretty sure Bruce Willis was in Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. I think he was. <laughs> it started yeah. probably yeah. yeah yeah before before like he did Moonlighting or then he went on to do um, his classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, that I'm having a senior moment and can't think of. Are we talking about the movie? The Chris, what's his Christmas movie? Uh, uh, Bruce Willis? Yes. Bruce Willis Christmas movie? Uh, Die Hard. Hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to think about like, oh yeah, 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 Die Hard. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it is a Christmas movie. I'm glad you said that. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then this year, and then like I said, then we had this movie once again. It came out what uh, November, November fifteenth, nineteen eighty five. It came out the week after Halloween in nineteen eighty five. Ah, damn it! Yep. Uh, I mean, if they, I don't know why they didn't just release it one week earlier, but whatever. It was released the week after Halloween. Um, so as we were saying, it was, it stars Jim Carrey. He plays a young teenager, virgin. Um, it also stars Lauren Hutton, mm. Karen Copens, Cleve. Cleavon motherfucking Lou. Hey, yes. Rest in peace. I mean, and you guys should know him from Blazing Saddles. The man, the greatest. Cleavon Lou. Yes. Uh, he plays Lauren Hutton's butler in this movie. <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about his character in a minute. <laughs> um, so this movie starts out with us meeting. Uh, so it, I'm going to be honest. I didn't go back and rewatch it. Uh, mm-hmm. recently okay. because I watched it like four weeks ago okay. <laughs> and then yeah. I went on to the YouTube to Google 
once bitten. And then I went down the rabbit hole of once bitten the movie trivia. I listened to the theme song for the movie, which is Mm -hmm. called Once Bitten. Mm -hmm. But then that led me to White Snake, Once Bitten, Twice Shy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can I just tell you that the the guys in that band, band must not have been very attractive because in the videos of them, they never give like close ups to their faces. It's only close up of the ladies' faces in one spit and twice shy music video. And also all the women are wearing mom jeans. So I, I got distracted by White Snake and didn't go back and watch the movie. So I'm going to be <laughs> working off of my fried brain of watching this like a month ago. Yeah, those mom jeans just threw you off, I see. Well also like White Snake had they had groupies. They they just weren't that attractive. <laughs> well, you know, it was the eighties. If all they had to do was like mooch your hair up, put on some leather, have like strip, like strum a guitar, be behind some drums. Yeah, that's all you needed, and you had groupies. Like boom, it was like a rocker starter kit type situation, right? In the eighties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. Some white snake did cherry pie, right? No, that's warrant. Warrant, yes. Dang it. I was one of one of those. White snake. The the lead singer had um the Kim, not Kim Control. The woman rolling around on top of the car. Yeah, cherry pie. Yeah, she was uh, in bachelor party, right? Yes. 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 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that we did a review on in-flight entertainment so go back to our throwback thursday uh, uh episodes and check out our review of bachelor party uh because she was in the cherry pie video <laughs> it, it, it's tawny katane yes tawny because she was i think she was married to or dating the lead singer of white snake mm-hmm. which is not that attractive <laughs> I'm just so confused by that entire thing. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, start a kid. Just, just be in a band and that's all you need right. to do. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So. All right. Yeah. So, so this movie. About White Snake and their Once Bitten song. We are talking about Once Bitten, the movie. <laughs> right. So then we, we drop in on the Countess, played by the ever beautiful Lauren Hutton. Um, and she gives us or the audience or tells uh, Sebastian, the, you know, the, the fellow who takes care of her throughout the centuries that we found out, um, that she needs, she needs a virgin. She needs a virgin. So, you know, she can guess keep her. Her youthful look. Uh, youthful look. Yes, exactly. Uh, she, and they were like, oh, what are we going to find a virgin <laughs> out here? Yeah, so she she plays a 400-year-old vampire, and she has to feed on a virgin three times before Halloween. Um, and she lives in Los Angeles, and they're like, we're never going to find a virgin in Los Angeles, because they're on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then hope is not lost because we have this young ice cream truck driver. I mean, it's like, yeah, good luck. 
scoring when you're driving an ice cream truck. Uh, uh, his name was Mark, and he, he had a girlfriend named Robin, played by Karen Coppins, who I was like, she looks so familiar. I keep forgetting she was in Night Rider. I was like, yes, ah, now I remember. Oh, yes, she plays, yes. Yeah. The lady sidekick in Knight Rider, which I've also gone back <laughs> that. Okay, what well, rabbit holes have you dug up on Knight Rider? Okay, Knight Rider actually it holds up and it it's actually pretty progressive. Mm-hmm. Uh except for the fact that he's always in every town that he goes in, he he's he's always sleeping with a different woman, but he's also always fighting like the dirty cops or like the racist. I was very impressed. Also, the music in it, they had a nice music budget because they play like relevant current music throughout that show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. On top of sprinkling the theme throughout. You know, so it's like you couldn't go wrong. But yeah, you know, yeah, Michael Knight, he was he was a crusader for, for good. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Kid, you know. I mean, I I between Miami Vice and Knight Rider, I would suggest going back and watching Knight Rider. It is a oh, uh, much better acted, which is crazy to say, <laughs> uh, movie. I mean it series. Is, yeah. yeah. Even though I, it's a toss up between, but okay, it's a toss up between my advice and, and Night Ride as far as the music. Because Night because, uh, because my advice did drop some, like, some MTV tracks in, in those episodes. Like, I want to know what love is. I mean, come on. Yes, but the difference is, like, they would have maybe every, third or fourth episode where they would have a good song that you'd hear on MTV. Night Rider, almost every single episode, I've been like, oh, that's a good that's a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it fits their aesthetic, right? You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, e- yeah, either way, you know. It's 80s. It's obvious. And watch uh MTV classics when you finish those episodes and watch some MTV uh, watching MTV. <laughs> uh, so yeah. All right. So back. All right. So Mark. Right. Mark have two friends. Uh, the two friends work at a burger joint, and they're always like effing up orders, burning burgers. And so one day they're like, "Hey, you know, let's you know, let's hit the town. You know, let's go. You know, talk to some chicks. You know." Um, so that night they all pack up in Mark's ice cream truck as they cruise to LA. All right. Now, Jenny, you want to give me, give the audience some commentary on the LA that they showed (laughs) in this montage? Yeah. Well, it feels very much like what you would see in a white snake video. If you're driving down sunset strip. Yeah. Minus. The lady walking a tiger down the street. <laughs> Got about that. And an impromptu photo shoot on in the middle of the street with a model on a Corvette, on top of a Corvette, like at night. No. Right. I feel like that is a very much white snake type of thing you would see. Yes. 
It's, but it's definitely not a realistic <laughs> like 19 19th is like kind of like all right it's, it's it's fictional but it's a realistic feel this is like okay this is like music video montage of right it's a little bit of a, a spoof of what you would maybe see in in los angeles although i do have to say yesterday uh I did have a guy half naked jump out in front of my car as I was driving down Wilshire. So, oh no, you know, um, that that's why you 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 shouldn't text and drive because you never know when a half naked man's going to jump out in front of you. Yes, uh, <laughs> he has important safety tip from him playing <laughs> The more you know, uh, especially if you're in LA or any other major metropolitan city. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So okay. So our our characters when they go to like a was it a phone a date? Yeah. Before okay, kids. Before we had Tinder or Grinder or Bumble or any type of app to help us find a date, we had uh, these bars that you would go to, and there'd be phones on each table at the bar. And you and numbers for each table, and you'd pick up your phone and dial a number for the table where you wanted to meet the other person. And so it's phone a date instead of swipe a date. Yeah, <laughs> it was all there before modern technology. People, you just have to dig. Uh, yeah, and so this is where the Countess comes across Mark uh, in this uh, phone the phone a date. Uh, Establishment. So, count the countess lure the naive, innocent Mark to her lair, if you will, uh, and you know, because what he so she needs to feed like three times, right? It was like, yeah. yeah. So he gets bit once, and then we start kind of seeing a slow, like uh, vampire transformation a little bit. Like he's starting to get sensitive to light. He's eating raw meat. Um, He's slicking his hair back. <laughs> he's wearing his dark shades. Now he's starting to wear black now. You know, usual vampire transformation. Uh, yeah. And at the same time, you know, Robin, the girlfriend, is like suspicious, like worried about him. And like, oh, what's going on with Mark? Yeah. Um, which leads us to a very, very, and I have to give golf class and hats off to the Halloween dance scene, right? Oh, it's the best. Wasn't that well choreographed? Like, I was, I was like, I didn't. It's funny. It's been so long since I watched it. When I rewatched, I'm like, wow, this is a really well like choreographed sequence here with the dancing. Yeah. Like, so I mean, if if people don't want to go watch the full movie to get the choreo, like the the dance scene, because every '80s movie needed a dance scene. Yes, yes. Um, and this is a dance off between like the sweet girlfriend and the countess mm-hmm. at a Halloween party, mm-hmm. uh, school dance. You can find it on YouTube. It's about <laughs> it's long. Google uh, once bitten dance off. Right. And like you have Jim Carrey's very flexible body that like moves back and forth between the two characters that are trying to grab his attention. And it's just, it really is great. It's the only time or the, 
maybe the first time you'll see someone play a leg a leg air guitar. Yeah, you'll never see that again. <laughs> and only Jim Carrey could do it because he have rubber for, for bones. Uh, do you think Karen Karen Coppins like was in like ballet or something because she was really like fluid and flexible in her like dance and in her like. <laughs> I'm sure she I'm, she must have some, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Dance. I mean, yeah, she was hitting those spins like bam, and she was like, you know, bending like like whoa, like you must have took dance or something. She was really good. Um, so yeah, so everything started coming to a fever pitch once Robin and her friend and his friends find out that oh, he was bitten by a vampire. We got to go save him. So <laughs> we're coming into. The final act where the countess is about to get that third bite so she can, you know, have a full transformation. So, you know, so Robin and and his friends bust in to try to, you know, fall it <clears throat> and try to, you know, get Mark out before he completely turns and, you know, save the day. And, you know, they have the, <laughs> it's kind of like the aha moment of how Mark cannot be turned. <laughs> uh, yes. It's, you know, so which goes back to the, like, the first dilemma of the Countess, which kind of backfired on her. So, uh, okay, so <clears throat> let's talk about the, sh- the, the shining, the, the overlooked shining celestial star that is Cleavon Little in this movie. Oh my God. How he plays Sebastian. <laughs> Every you could tell he was just having too much fun playing Sebastian. Like his looks, his eye rolls, you know, it's like everything about Sebastian is pure perfection. Yeah, I mean he's just he's a very charismatic actor. Um I mean in Blazing Saddles. He just he he kills it in that movie as the black sh- uh, sheriff, um, and in this movie he kills it as like the gay vampire sidekick. Yes, and, and what's so like awesome about him is you can he could be like next to other actors that's delivering lines, and he kind of takes the scene be- with his like reactions and looks. And like his eye rolls behind the actors, <laughs> like, like the scowling at like when they say something stupid. I'm like, oh man, like he just owned everything. Even when he wasn't talking in the scene, like you couldn't take your eyes off of his, like all his reactions to like the other actors. Uh, yeah, so that's a piece, though. We miss you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, he he died really young. He um he was only like. Uh, he was 53 when he he died. Yeah, uh, we lost a good one. Well, we lost a great actor. Yeah. So this movie, the the screenwriter for the movie, he um he was paid a nice little chunk of change. He ended up spending it all before the movie even came out. Nice. Had to get a job at a movie rental place. Mm-hmm. And like the urban myth goes that while he was working one night, someone came in to rent this movie and 
he overheard the person saying, man, I hope the writer uh, got a different job after this because basically <laughs> the movie sucked. And the writer, Dimitri Villard, goes, yes, I did. Mm. Uh, poor guy. He had to get a job at Blockbuster because he didn't manage his money. Yeah, well, he'd say if he only had some people right. around him to say, hey, you know, you probably want to put that in the bank. <laughs> uh, he only wrote one other thing that came out in 96, but he has been the producer on a few other things. So I think he's doing fine. Yeah. He bounced back. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I think I'm looking at the same thing. But... Oh, okay. So we're talking about the the lion woman walking <laughs> in this movie. So the woman walking the lion was not in the script. All right. So, oh. yeah. So Jeffrey House uh, writes on his blog that in the making of the film, uh, more commercial and keeping with the times, the studio hired someone to create a montage. It was a big deal in the 80s to have video montage in every film. And this film has a terrible one. Uh, one thing they added, and don't ask me why, was the image of a supermodel walking the line down Rodeo Drive. We had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, like I said, there were two films. Yeah. It was very multi-season. Uh Yes. I mean, it, it hits on the on the 80 tropes. Um, Okay. So there are two, there are two, to me, they're like two, there's like this, this montage. And then there's more of like, you know, the grounded, like touristy, like real world montage, like in the first Beverly Hills cop, right. When Eddie Murphy, like finally gets to California, you know, over the, uh, the reef, the Franklin song, stir it up. You see him kind of looking down Rodeo drive and Beverly Hills and just looking at all the, the, the the blondes walking around with their fashion and all that stuff. So it's like that's like the real catalog. <laughs> Do you have like the ones bitten montage of LA? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So, like you said, as you would say, the white snake montage of Los Angeles. I mean, yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> Maybe it's just, maybe it's just because I mean, but I feel like in Pretty Pretty Woman, yeah, I, Pretty Woman sort of a in between between Beverly Hills and Once Bitten for like the beginning of the movie montage mm-hmm. because they show all Sunset Strip in the eighties when you have all the. Um, the sex workers out there working those streets. True, true. Yeah, that's the eighties montage, like on everything. <laughs> you have it. Uh, all right, so our re- our our review or rating goes as follow: as on the couch, uh, it's a great watch. You will enjoy. Um, a kind play going outside. That's. Like you, you, you're cleaning, you're doing reports like you know, would, would do. And, um, <clears throat> like you, you might, you'll watch a little bit. You won't watch it. You go eat and you watch maybe two minutes, whatever. Uh, and the worst of the worst is I'll go outside. I would rather go outside, get sneezed on by COVID vampires than, you know, stay here and watch this movie. <laughs>
Uh, I mean, for me, it's sort of have it on in the background, which is why I didn't want to pay my $3 to Amazon to watch it again. (laughs) True, true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that rating. Um, and I skew more, I, I skew a little bit into sit down only when, Cleveland little scenes pop up like you gotta watch like him do his thing, uh, and also Lauren. Her, I mean, you know, yeah, she was how old was she in this movie? Was well, she was probably in her forties or maybe late thirties or forties? Um, let's see what the internet says. The movie came out in eighty five, yeah, and she was born in forty three, so she was um. 42 years old. Hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, and plus, okay, right? It's kind of like you're either like Helen Mirren or you're like, what's it? Um, Kristen Stewart, whatever. It's like, I mean, to have like 40s like representing and looking yeah. like awesome and beautiful and like fierce. That, I mean, that's 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 a win, you know. <laughs> I'm, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like she, it, it, she, and she was who she was, you know. They come up like, hey, I am a beautiful, awesome vampire. <laughs> Damn it! And yes, yeah. So yeah, so I give it. Yeah, I'm with you on the rating, but like I said, for a couple of scenes, sit down. And then you could go back to washing your dishes or doing your reports. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can find most of those scenes on YouTube. Um, if you want to just like Google that to find it. Um, I mean, if you have $3 you want to, to spend and give to Amazon or iTunes, you can, you can rent it pretty easily. Sure. Oh, um, I watched it fully. Uh, fully. I watched it free on what? Pluto, Pluto TV. Oh, well, I don't have Pluto TV, but it's free. It's downloaded. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many like old movies is on there. I'm like, oh no, you got to watch like an ad here and there, but it's free. Right. I mean, normally I can find everything on Tubi, and which is why I did watch this like a month ago because it was free on Tubi then. Mm-hmm. Um, but YouTube, you know. It kept. I got to watch the scenes I wanted to watch. I went down the rabbit hole of mm-hmm. listening to the theme song ones bitten. Mm-hmm. Then I went, got to go find, discover white <laughs> again. So. And also, like the song, that song uh, throughout when they were doing the dance off, what was it? Hands off. Like I remember that song more than the ones bitten. <laughs> Hands off. Yeah. Close to me, hands up. I was like, yeah, I was like, I remember that song. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we should post those songs. So, <laughs> so hey, you guys want to listen to some retro shit? Yeah, <laughs> anyway, so there you have it, guys. Uh, what's been in uh, 1985? Uh, yeah, if you want to watch some fun, you know, it's worth a look. It's you know, like an hour and 40 or something like that, or less. Um, yeah, it's nothing long. Uh, so yeah, and that wraps up our Halloween episodes. Now, we're gonna catch you guys next month and we're gonna do some reviews. 
family films, some indigenous films for Indigenous History Month. Yes, we're doing a whole mixture for everyone, so everyone can enjoy. Yep, until next month, wish everyone safe physical distancing and get your shots. Yes. Peace.